As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, now, now. What's up, Obscurians, and welcome to another episode of Obscurity Now, the show where we take a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media and then decide if it should be tossed into the void of obscurity, never to be heard from again, or remembered for all of human history. My name is Steve, and with me is a man who I once saw fight a wizard with magical powers I didn't even know he had. It's... Wow. Yeah, hell, uh, how are you doing, Steve? Uh... I'm... Sounds like you sound quite chipper uh, on this uh, eerie, spooky episode. <laughs> Aren't they all eerie and spooky? I mean, regardless of the of the yeah. month, I mean, they're all pretty weird. But uh... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, they. I, I was gonna say uh, you could say they're obscure, but that's not really like a terrifying. Anyway, Steve, uh, how, how have you been? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm doing great. Uh, happy to be here uh, talking about. Um, uh, what licensed comic books that probably no one has mm. even thought about uh, since the 90s uh, uh, with you. What, Steve, what's your favorite Chaos Comics comic book? <laughs> you know, uh, well, I mean, why, might as well just jump right into it. I'm pretty sure I had uh, the one with the rock in it. Um, I mean, did I enjoy... Oh, you actually did have some comic books from Chaos yes, Comics? Yes, yes, uh, because they did, um, I don't know if you noticed, but they have... Uh, they were doing quite a few licensed ones from the uh, WWE, WWF at the time. Everyone always has to say that if they're talking about uh, the WWE on a podcast. Um, no, even though it's been like 30 plus years. <laughs> I, I think know. At this point of, uh, like probably more like 20-something years, right? Right. Of uh, the WWE. So I'm, I'm pretty sure, or maybe it was the Stone Cold one. To be, Yeah, no, no. It was it was Stone Cold. And I, I, I see that these were very memorable titles, Steve, if you don't know if it was The Rock or Stone Cold. I mean, those guys look a lot. Very similar looking I, guys. I so mean, it's just been... I can see how you can mix them it's up. It's been so long, and I'm pretty sure I got it in a, in a dollar bin. Um, but uh, just to, to clarify, if someone doesn't have the ability to read a thumbnail, uh, we are talking about the uh, Undertaker Halloween special uh, comic book. Uh, today, it's uh, part of our you know month-long <laughs> Halloween experience extravaganza or am i supposed to say yeah it's 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 a pretty original idea we had <laughs> to take the month of october and cover horror and spook it we're known for our spooks Steve, <laughs> you and i it sounds so racist so, uh... oh man oh man <laughs> well now it you're does. lucky you're from puerto rico buddy <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm puerto rican and a quarter black so so it's fine <laughs> yes of course it is of course uh so, uh, so yeah, like, um, I mean, question number one, of course, is, uh, ha like, did you ever read or have any wrestling comics uh, at all? Like, ever? I, I never owned any, but, I mean, I definitely, like, read some here and there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know there, there's been a few extremely bored nights in my life where I've drunkenly, like, you know, downloaded some scans <laughs> or whatever. And uh, every time I download one, I'm like, yeah, this is not something I want to continue reading. I I uh, love the idea of just like you just like you're like ah oh, it's like two in the morning you're like ah oh, let me see if I can get some of those WCW books. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like well I could either uh, drunk text someone a girl or I could look up to see what 
mankind issue number zero was all about <laughs> yeah yeah well uh I, I i don't know i think i had at least one or two of the wcw marvel run and i i actually would really like to get those just because i'm sure they would be so bad that they're good uh and i remember a friend of mine uh, he had a couple too so we were like uh, trading those back and forth and then yes i did purchase uh what i'm pretty sure was a Stone Cold uh, Chaos Comics uh, comic, like back in the height of the Attitude Era, because why not? Because why not? It's it's so strange to me, and I guess we should have done something called research ahead of time mm-hmm. about this, and I, I don't know, maybe you know the answer, but it's so weird to me that, like, WWF at the time... Uh, <laughs> 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 ...was... Uh, you know, running on Chaos Comics label, because, I mean, this is 1999, the height of the Attitude Era, the, the height of, you know, uh, wrestling's biggest boom period where you couldn't walk 10 feet without seeing a Stone Cold shirt or mm-hmm. something. And they're not, like, on Marvel or even DC Comics. R- or, shit, even Image or, dare I say, Malibu. <laughs> you're, you're, you're at Chaos Comics? Yeah. I mean, on? I think it's because uh, my guess is that they would want they were going with them because they wanted something that felt more extreme if you will i mean and if you look at all the other uh chaos comics they all have this sort of like i don't know over the top kind of i wouldn't say gritty i mean how would you describe the art even though i mean that's a question that i should be asking you later but pretty much all the chaos comics look very 90s i would say especially in their color and or maybe they just gave them the best deal like i i don't know that's a that's a good question but yeah i mean obviously this is somebody buying the license right but i just have a hard time imagining that chaos comics has more money to dish out for a wwe license than marvel or dc you know right i i mean i I think Uh, maybe this is like a pre-existing thing Mm -hmm. uh i think like idw now or at some point did some WWE comics. So I'm oh, Dynamite. Uh, because uh, Dynamite bought... Um, actually, I saw it... Uh, this is weird. Uh, so CrossGen, I don't know if you remember them, they purchased uh, Chaos Comics, then they went bankrupt, and then Dynamite bought them. So Dynamite now uh, makes the WWE uh, comics. Um, so This is so interesting. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, for those who care about comics, it is. Uh, and man, just look um, at them all there in the chat. Fill- <laughs> Ask yeah, all their it's, questions. Uh, it, it's kind of crazy though that uh, WB still isn't on a bigger, you know, more mainstream comic book company label. But uh, you know, I, I guess it's working out for them just fine, or they're happy enough with it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I never really back to your original question. I didn't really own any um, WB comics. Mm. Um, but uh, like I said, I, I just always found them to be kind of. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, looking at back at them now, yeah, they're, I mean, especially what we're about to uh, discuss. And um, just to uh, bring it back around to, ah, shit, I forgot where I was going to go with that. But uh, before, before we dive into the Undertaker Halloween special, I want to know, Yehel, what do you think about uh, the movie Halloween Ends? And yes, no, it's not obscure right now, but someday it will. So we, we, I just, <laughs> I watched it and I'm dying to talk to someone about it. So you're here digitally. I want to know what. Yeah. So not only did I watch last week, uh, or I guess, yeah, because it's Sunday. So last week I watched Halloween Ends a few days ago. And then the day before that, I watched 
the one that came out before that one, Halloween yes, Kills. Yes, yes. Uh, and all I gotta say, Steve, is evil uh, dies tonight. Tonight, yeah. Woo! Even though he didn't. <laughs> Spoiler yeah, alert. No, he, he did not. He did not. Obscurity dies tonight, Steve. <laughs> oh, you, uh, are you saying we're finally become ma- gonna become mainstream? Because that sounds awesome. <laughs> no, no, Steve. Uh, much like Halloween Kills, uh, it won't actually happen. Ah, damn. Uh, mm. But. Anyways, uh, I did not think it was good. Uh, referring uh, to which movie? Halloween Ends. Okay. Uh, Halloween Kills was okay. It was fine. Uh, but, um, yeah, I did not think it was very good. Uh, uh, like, real quick, Allison are you a big there. Michael Myers Halloween guy? I mean, I wouldn't say. I, I, I've seen all the films. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I like I mean, some of those sequels aren't oh, good no. either. But uh, the other sequels. Uh, like the whole thing with him. Uh, oh my God, was it with the cult or whatever? Like Halloween six six six, baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, I mean, I do overall like the franchise. I don't have a fondness for it. I didn't expect this to be good, and it somehow uh, ex- it did the opposite of exceed my already low expectations. Uh, <laughs> it dropped below them. Wow, wow. Yeah, like, there, there was just some character stuff that didn't make sense mm-hmm. to me. Like Allison suddenly, like uh, Lori's daughter suddenly being like, yeah. Uh, fuck this town and fuck everybody. Let's burn it down. See, and, that to um, me made sense. It was just, to me, it was, and I guess a uh, spoiler alert. Um, okay, let me just let me just dive in and say, all right, I liked it up until the last 20 minutes. And I am not the biggest Halloween fan. I love John Carpenter. I actually probably like the score to Halloween 1 more than I do the actual film. Uh, I mean, I get it. It's like the first, you know, slasher that was ever. Well, that's arguable. Uh, some people say the town that dreaded sundown is the first uh, slasher movie that was ever made. But, um, but yeah. So uh, I don't know. I had pretty low expectations for this one too. But I, I liked how different it was for like the first and second act and a little bit of the third. And I didn't know like which way they were gonna go with it. And there was a lot of stuff in it that reminded me of the movie Drive. Like when they were doing the whole uh, sort of a romance thing between um, Corey yeah, and Lori's adult, Allison. They were on the bike and like they were hanging out at the yeah. radio station and all that neon was everywhere. Yeah. And I, I was like, what is this? It's like it, Drive? Like. It, it made it reminded me of both Drive and also like any typical made for Netflix movie because they all have that look too. I don't know if you've noticed, like, Netflix movies, any, any scene that's at night, there's always, like, neon light bathing everything, and it's, like, a little bit oversaturated. It's, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. What they do. Uh, so, yeah, I liked... Uh, I mean, they were really doing a good job of uh, kind of subverting my expectations. And then uh, a certain character dies, like, in the last... Like, halfway through the last act. And then it just turns into sort of a typical uh, Halloween movie. And also, I didn't really think it made much sense, because, like... You know, uh, Lori picks up the knife and uh, out of the guy and in comes uh, Allison and, you know, she freaks out. And then like two scenes later, she's like, oh, I forgive you. No big deal. I I just feel like the filmmakers wanted to go one way and then the studio came in and then they were like, oh, no, 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 no. You're going to go this way, uh, the normal way that everyone expects. And then like that whole uh like, you know, parade at the end when they have Michael Myers' body. And that, like, the, <laughs> I laughed at that. That was so goofy. Like, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, what... I, I, I will say, uh, I mean, I was... I don't know, see, I think you're glossing over some of, like, 
the things early in the movie that don't make any sense. Like for okay, one of the things that like really took me out of the movie, and I don't know, maybe this is being nitpicky. I disagree, but when we're first introduced to like that, uh, not when we're first introduced to the Corey character, but you know this character that they make it seem like he's going to take over the mantle of Michael yes, Myers, yes. like absorbing his power mm-hmm. or whatever. And I thought that was a good idea to like have Michael Myers like propensity for killing and his endurance on stuff be able, that evil be able to be transferred into somebody mm-hmm. else. I thought that was a good sure. idea. However, however, this character Corey is picked on, and this is a dude like presumably in his mid twenties at this point, <laughs> if not late twenties. He gets picked on. He gets bullied by who, Steve? Who, who's bullied? By, him? like, freshman the whole movie. grade high school kids. <laughs> and, and, and one's Steve, a band geek. Freshman grade. Are, are, well, oh, you mean they're not, like, big athletes? Like, football players? Yeah, that was so, like, it was basically maybe? a diverse group of bullies. <laughs> See, it, it, I don't know. I wouldn't say it was that diverse. There were only, like, four right. of them. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, like... Four of them or something. It's like uh, two guys and two girls, I think. Yeah, it it's a group that doesn't um, make any sense. Because, like, all right, you've got the one sort of Zach Morrissey. Well, they're all in band together. Okay. Like, that's how they all know each other. So, like, that I could I could he buy that. He gets beat up by band were all hanging out. Yeah, like, I... But, yeah, he's getting, like, beat up. And, like, I, and, I mean, and a... they know already that he's killed someone. And they think he meant to kill that mm-hmm. child. And they're both. Would you go around picking on a guy that you think murdered a child purposely? I mean, I agree with you. Like, I laughed. Like, when he was getting bullied by that quote unquote gang, like, I was just like, I'm like, you're a grown man. Like, and you're bigger than them. Like, just beat him up. <laughs> like, it, like, it was just yeah. odd casting choices. Like, all you had to do was get just four big ass football players. And uh, I, I got a better idea, Steve. Just get someone that's around his age to be bullied. <laughs> right. Yeah. Why did it have to be high school <laughs> why kids? Why does it have to be high school? Yeah, kids? that's a good point. Um, but uh, yeah. It's fucking dumb. So like from from the, as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> there, 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 there were some things that were not thought out. But anyways, uh, so you liked it uh, until the last twenty minutes. I definitely agree that it goes downhill uh, more so in the last twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Did you uh, find? How did you find Jamie Lee Curtis's performance? It was, I mean, it was fine. Um, I found her. I, I think she annoying. did the... uh, I don't know why. Like, yeah. I was, she every she was just so sure about everything that she was saying, and I really wanted to see more of like the Corey and Allison uh, like plot. Like, I didn't, I didn't care about what happened at the end. <laughs> like, just because we... I hated the Corey and Allison because I because like they're like almost immediately start falling for each other. She in particular falls mm-hmm. for him. He's kind of like, ah, oh, whatever at first. But uh, she's just, like, they have zero chemistry. They barely, they, they've said, like, five words to each other. She's like, oh, he's great. I'm going to fix him. Like, well, I mean, the idea is like, that they're both know, outcasts who've been, like, bullied by the entire town. So they, they just find solace in each other's arms. I, I, I get I get it, but, like, they found solace within minutes. Yeah, that's just movie, other, you know, like, movie bullshit. Um, no, no, this is like this is like a two-hour-long movie, Steve. You're going to tell me there was... There's more time spent on the high school twinks bullying... Uh, twinks? Bullying Corey. Corey. Then there is, like, really building up this relationship before she falls for him. Like, they do eventually, like, have lots of scenes with Corey and Alice and talking and that mm. kind of stuff, but... I feel like her falling like head over heels for him, like, like she's crying over him like the day after meeting him. Right. I mean, I mean it's a little rushed for you know, real world adults. Like I can I can definitely agree with that. Um, 
this is who the kid should be bullying. <laughs> She's the pusher. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think uh, so. I don't know. So obviously, or you hated like pretty much the whole thing for the most part. I mean, I would never watch it again. Um, yeah, some of the kills were. Oh were yeah, fun, yeah. Uh, the DJ kill was great. Um, when he when he yeah. finally, you know, rises up and <laughs> takes down the bad geeks. Oh, the DJ made no sense either, though. Like that was, I don't know, man. Like so, this guy owns the radio station, mm. which is like in one plays, small building, which is already a little weird. But it's it plays records. <laughs> like there was a lot yeah, of times where I felt like that this movie didn't even take place in our world. It's like it's some weird hipster it's like, timeline it's like parts of it took it took place in 1985 other times it was in 2022 have, it was have you seen it place. follows it's yes. yeah basically it follows doesn't take place in like our our timeline and that's how i felt about this movie is that it was kind of it it's yeah and it's so weird i and you could almost get away with okay fine the radio station is this one little tiny building mm -hmm. Um, because it's a small town, right? Maybe maybe Clear Channel hasn't bought them or whatever. Uh, but this station also only has one DJ who is also its owner, who is... Oh, my goodness. Jason, uh, or not Jason. Michael but, Myers. Uh, Michael yeah. Myers. Um, but uh, he's also the DJ who is the only DJ spinning records 24 hours right. a day because they show up, like, I don't know, like at 1 in the morning or mm -hmm. something and kill him, like, so... Just little things like that where I'm just like, man, this is like nobody like said, hey, this doesn't make sense. Like that kind of stuff really takes me out of uh, out of a film. And it makes you question like every other thing that. They right. Do. I mean, I just I was like, this doesn't take place in our world. A lot of that stuff. I don't know. I could I was just I think I was just so excited that I didn't know where it was going. And I was I, I like that. And then when it turned back to the old formula at the end and. Their fight at the end was so ridiculous and so stupid. And when Allison comes in and breaks his, his arm, like, God, like, that is when I started laughing. Um, but, uh, yeah. But, yeah, uh, like, all right, here's, okay, so I think we can put a pin in um, Halloween. I mean, I would say that I definitely like this one better than Halloween Kills because it was just so, Halloween Kills was so schlocky. As you said, evil dies tonight and people just acting dumb and, like, uh, Nothing makes sense. Like, why are there so many people at the hospital? Right, right. Much uh, like... Like, 10 people have been killed, but there's, like, a 1,000 people at the hospital, mm -hmm. like, just waiting for their family that got yeah. killed. They're dead. <laughs> like, they're not... They're getting treatment, mm -hmm. right? They're dead. He's killing them. So why are they at the hospital? Right, yeah. You can tell that they... So uh, if anywhere at the police station demanding action... Much like with the new Disney, like, Star Wars trilogy, you could tell that they did not have a plan to make this into a trilogy. Uh, so they were just throwing whatever they could to the wall and see what they yeah. thought uh, would stick. But uh, I'm curious, though. I, I do, however, Steve, want to uh, one day try and get a group of people to randomly start chanting evil against an idea. <laughs> Uh, Evil dies tonight. Yeah. Well, next time. I, I like Halloween Kills better because I, uh, I mean, it, it has arguably more things that make no sense in it than Halloween Ends. However, it was more fun to me. There was definitely a lot uh, more kills, kills a lot more brutal kills uh, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, there was definitely more, I guess, kind of straightforward um, but or typical when it comes to sort of like a Halloween movie, I would say. And for the third one, uh, they were definitely trying to, well, it seemed like they were trying to do something different and go in a different direction. And then in the last 10 minutes, it went right back on to the sort of typical yeah. uh, 
Man, Mike Myers got real weak in four years <laughs> yeah, also. Right? Well, I mean, he's an old man. Like, that's the thing that doesn't make sense about these. He was an old man in the, in the right. last movie, So too, why but... does he have, like, superhuman strength? And, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, we could talk about this uh, for hours. But I'm curious, where does Michael Myers, like, sit for you? Like, rate, give me your top three, like, sort of slashers, or top five, even. I mean, there's not even, there's not that many like that have like considering franchises i i you know i wouldn't even say i have a top one um i, I guess i'd put jason at the top for one simple reason and that's jason x oh, yeah uh, <laughs> jason x is <laughs> awesome so, yeah for sure it's so awful but it's so good we should have covered that um, year, but, nah, um we'll save it for next year for sure we gotta add that to the list um yeah. I mean, we can, but there's, there's, you know, no shortage of horror movies. We can cover Jason X. Uh, really, have you seen or heard about The Terrifier? I have. I know Jericho is in Terrifier. Oh, too. I didn't know that. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. But, I, you know, I'm not a huge, even though, like, I like slash movies, I'm not a huge fan of, like, um, what, what do they call it? Uh, like, uh, torture porn? Something torture porn. porn. Where, where it's, like, torture porn. Yeah, like, I don't know, like, when it's just like a crazy kill just to be shocking and it doesn't like really move the well that's the terrifier all right uh <laughs> yeah that's what it looked like to me so i, I, I mean really you only go to the terrifier because you want practical effects like that's basically the appeal i would say but uh all right are you ready to talk about the undertaker halloween special yes please Let, let's dive into this literary masterpiece. all right let's do it <laughs> Welcome to your feature presentation. Alrighty, let me just fix this real quick so we can see the. <laughs> yeah, isn't that a face you just want to bring home to mom? <laughs> um, all right, let me get my notes here. Come on, notes, get up here. And there we go. All right. So uh, as we stated, we are looking at the cover of the Undertaker Halloween special, which premiered or was released or shipped October 1st, 1999. So it, it was birthed from Vince McMahon's loins. I believe. Oh, man, I don't I don't know who it was birthed by. One of the most uncreative minds ever. Um but uh, yeah, and it's 28 pages and is, was a whopping $2.95 back in 1999. Uh, we already talked about our uh, <laughs> lack of um, wrestling comic books. There's a lot of newer uh, wrestling comic books these days that are nothing like this, that focus yeah. more on kind of like the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, there was one I was right. reading called Ringside that was pretty good. And there's a new one out called Do a Powerbomb, which if you're interested in wrestling comics, I would say those two are actually pretty good, uh, much better than what we're about to talk about. And uh, here's a synopsis. Uh, <laughs> this year, an evil Halloween force known as Sami Zayn, <laughs> I mean Sam Hain, uh, the Lord of the Dead, reveals he has abducted the souls of the Undertaker's dead parents and wants control of Stygian in exchange. The Undertaker must go back to the ruins of his childhood home to encounter an evil he's never faced and could never be prepared for. Will he restore his parents' soul to rest? Can he survive alone? 
and that's it. <laughs> so, uh, did uh, did you want to talk about the Undertaker here for a minute? Uh, sure, Steve. Uh, since you uh, forced me to get some Undertaker facts, <laughs> forced you. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I have the ability to force you to do anything. No, Steve, you're the new ruler of the Book of the uh, Dead. I'm the head uh, of the corporate ministry. It was me, yeah. hell. It was me all along. So uh, here's some, here, here's a few facts. Did you know that the Undertaker hates cucumbers? <laughs> Did you want to say maybe what his real name is? <laughs> uh, Mark Calloway. Okay. Is real and he hates but, uh, cucumbers. Okay, all right. He, he's like a cat, that way, Steve. <laughs> he, uh, if you put a cucumber on the floor next to him, he'll jump straight up in the air and uh, break his hip. Uh, is that a true story? Uh yeah, yeah, he really does hate. No, you. I mean your I mean, cat breaking his hip because you placed a cucumber next to him. No, Undertaker would break his hip because he's got bad hips. <laughs> oh, all right. I'm sure he's got. That's just one of his many ailments. How many matches do you think he wrestled? Oh man, he's got to be a couple thousand. Um, maybe okay. I'd okay. say around. I'd say at least five thousand. Okay, that is way more than a couple thousand. Okay. But. Um... Uh, 2,270. All right, so, yeah. I, his, his win percentage is 75.5%. <laughs> Everything was going great till Brock Lesnar showed up. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, when, he uh, was Just real quick, what, what did you feel when uh, Brock Lesnar broke the streak? How did you feel? Oh, I mean, I was surprised, mm -hmm. just like everybody was, because nobody expected right. uh, it to break. And the announcers, Michael Cole in particular, did a good job of selling it like the shock i mean generally w doesn't tell the announcers the outcomes of the right matches, right uh so that way they can react naturally so he probably was legitimately shocked they should have let him just keep the streak in my opinion. yeah why not uh, and if you were going to break the streak have a new guy like like did brock gain anything from i know him? right no he's already brock lesnar mm -hmm. he's already like the final boss you know um anyways uh his original name was going to be kane the undertaker oh, how about that did you know that Steve? i did not well, let me tell you something else you probably don't know about uh, <laughs> former Kane, the Undertaker. Uh, After a long day of dead manning it up and uh, being <laughs> being evil and rolling with Limp Biscuit <laughs> and uh, American badassing with Kid oh. Rock, he likes to relax by playing golf. He oh, wow. Golf. Could you imagine? Have you seen pictures of him like wearing <laughs> golf attire? I mean, I assume he's just wearing, like, black craft coat uh, shorts <laughs> with pentagrams all over Yeah, them he and, shows uh, up just like he is here on the cover uh, with a cloak, his eyes glowing, and, and yeah, little yeah, CGI yeah. skeletons floating around behind him. Yeah, he's he's the most demonic golfer on the course. <laughs> his golf times. ball is a little skull. Oh, isn't that cute? All right, I got a couple more of these. Uh, he loaned his house to Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie once. <laughs> wow, that's... <laughs> so random I, I love it i love it keep them coming it was like they were they were filming some I, if i remember the story right they were filming like a movie or mm -hmm. something uh near where he had one of his houses and like i guess they shared like a manager or something i don't remember exactly where mm -hmm. it was but uh he uh yeah loaned it out and uh, uh that's pretty much actually all the facts <laughs> are you uh would you say you're a big undertaker fan what are your what are your feelings on the old taker i mean um, you know, he definitely wrestled a few too many matches. <laughs> uh, his last thing with AJ Styles, that cinematic match, was pretty fun. Oh, man, I've um, never seen that. Oh, I'll have to check that. Oh, really? Oh, you should watch it. It's mm -hmm. fun. 
and like the good brothers get involved and uh it's it's a pretty fun time actually you you'd really like it um you know i i think the problem with i have with undertaker is you know once uh shortly after the oh i did have one other okay fact, uh that i wanted to share i don't know if you did you know that a few years ago the undertaker this is after he lost to lesnar he started doing interviews out of character for some reason um he went on some christian like pastors like youtube slash podcast show and like talked for like three hours about his <gasps> oh my god oh no <laughs> Undertaker's like a super right wing uh, kind of nut. Oh guy. wow! Like, so if you watch his, basically, uh, he and uh, the Warrior would have been best of friends had the Warrior not, you know, yeah. died. I, I mean, I don't know if he shares all of the Warriors views, but like, if you watch it, uh, any of the uh, Undertaker episodes of the special that they did on him, the document, the docu series that they did on him a couple mm-hmm. years ago, literally in every uh, sit down interview, he's wearing a different. Uh, right-wing military and or pro-cop shirt kind of a thing you know the shirts the little american flags which i mean that's fine if you're into but however some of the shirts like the brands for some of these have been uh linked to things like the proud (laughs) so that's where it becomes problematic. wow so i guess he didn't have any problem when he basically crucified stone cold steve austin to the undertaker logo back in like the uh do you remember that you remember when he did that yeah 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 I mean, I, I don't know, like, you know, how long he's been. You know, I think he thinks he's a devout mm. Christian. Uh, I'll put it that way. Again, you know, these for a lot of these uh, uh, Christians, because I've known many of these, uh, you know, what they consider a devout Christian is, you know, whatever. Do like, you think it's one of those things where, uh, you know, kind of like with a Sting or Shawn Michaels that <laughs> he got into a little too much excess, and then in the end, you know, he had to reach for the light, like, that kind of thing? No, I think it's his wife because he married, ended up marrying Michelle McCool, mm-hmm. who's like a pretty religious uh, Christian. Uh, you you can say nuts. Uh, it's okay. Nah, I don't so. know. <laughs> yeah, she probably is. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, he, he's what I assume uh, most foreign uh, people think of Americans. He's a gun loving, uh, you know, beer drinking, American badass, patriot. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I I don't know. I think. As a young lad, I thought, I guess, The Undertaker was pretty impressive. But, you know, all of his matches are kind of the same. You know, they do, they do the Michael Myers pop-up. There you go. We tied it back in. Uh, I think I probably yeah, I enjoyed him most when, like, he and Kane were a tag team. Uh, yeah. Really? I mean, just... I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, Undertaker's had some, like, really, really good matches. Like, like, like he had, like, a stint, uh, I would say, like, in the up to where he had that final match with where he retired Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Uh, from there, maybe like the last three years leading up to that, like he was like putting out some. Right. That stuff. was when he started he wearing fairly wrestling. That's when he started wearing those MMA gloves. And I think, yeah, probably in his mind, he was like, Oh, I have to show everyone that I'm more than just a, you know, pop up and then walk the top rope, like kind of guy. And yeah, I, I remember those. And I, I actually think I prefer the, uh, the old Undertaker better uh, than that. Uh, but you know, I don't know, Steve, I, I, I think maybe you're, fr- he had like a lot of like really good matches in the attitude era too with Austin. And stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm not yeah, saying they're not like good. Like I mean, of course he's the guy who threw mankind off the top of the, of the gate or not the gate, the hell in the cell. And so, yeah, he's uh, definitely memorable, um, but eh, I don't know. It's just when he comes out, it's like, oh, well, you know, he's probably going over <laughs> most of the time. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, that's yeah. So uh, moving yeah. on for a few of the people who. Yeah, why don't we go over uh, this comic mm-hmm. book? Uh, we, we've avoided talking about it long enough. Right. Uh, so the writers here, and man, do I use the term loosely. Uh, it's a brother duo uh, by the name of Jim, Jim and Dan Monty. Uh, and all I could find on them was a, a Twitter, and it looks like they now run a comic shop. So I couldn't find any other stuff that they worked on. Looks like uh, they were probably hired by Chaos uh, for like a, a bowl of soup and a sandwich or something. <laughs> and this was their <laughs> shot. And uh, well, I'll just let you be the judge, dear listener, on how you think they did. Then the uh, artist here is Leonardo Jimenez. With a name like that, I mean, you think he's uh, got to be top notch. And, uh, well, he's really only worked for Chaos. He worked on a few other titles, by the, including Cremator and Rack and Pain. So, you know, real kid stuff, family-friendly. Uh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, I think, I think his art's pretty decent. The, the one thing I would say is uh, that I thought was maybe, like, the worst thing art-wise was maybe Undertaker's face. Yes, I, I, I agree uh, that it's pretty good uh, other than the faces. The, the faces aren't all that great. Um, and uh, lastly, we have the inker here, uh, a man by the name of Don Hillsman II, and he's actually had uh, quite a career working for Marvel and DC. He's worked on Gambit and Weapon X, and for DC, he worked on uh, a book that I actually had a copy of uh, called Damage, which no one ever remembers. And uh, as we talked about, this was published by uh, Chaos Comics, which ran from 1993 to 2002. And uh, some of their more well-known characters uh, include Lady Death and Evil Ernie. You know, he's like the mascot for, uh, what's that one, Iron Maiden, you know, Evil Ernie. Yeah, yeah. you got to know Maiden. Uh, And uh, that's basically that. So let's jump into the comic book here. Uh, Okay. All right, so we open. It's Halloween night. And there's a really spooky-looking graveyard with a gate that just has uh, these ridiculous spikes on top, and it's raining. And it says, uh, every year, and it, it, it's weird, the next shot is a shot from inside uh, The Undertaker's uh, hearse, I guess. And he's, I don't know, adjusting right. the AC or maybe his CD player, turning off the uh, the Taylor Swift, or yeah. no, no, Limp Biscuit, of course. Uh yeah, then he jumps out of the car, puts on his hat, and, you know, that was one of the things that he would always, you know, he's always putting on his hat, so they got that right. And then we've got a shot of The Undertaker's uh, face. Uh, who do you think he uh, looks like here? I don't, not like The Undertaker. No, no, no. <laughs> he looks like any dude who was, like, listening to Creed at the time, like, back in the 90s, yeah, you know, or any yeah. new metal fan, yeah, totally... basically. Like, this is definitely somebody who's got a couple of Fliction shirts oh. in their closet or some kind of off-brand Walmart version with foil <laughs> all over the shirt. 100%. Oh, you nailed it. Uh, so, uh, and it says, uh, he comes here to pay his respect. He is the Undertaker. And then we uh, flip the page, and out of nowhere, a wizard shows up. And, and I actually thought this was actually sort of, uh, you know, appropriate for a wrestling comic. We get the classic sort of, well, 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 what do we have here? And uh, this wizard, paint a picture for the listeners of this wizard. I mean, 
it's just a guy with like a witch's hat and uh, like a cape and you know orange eyes. He is n- no, uh, he is the typical. If you close your eyes and think of a wizard, he looks like uh, like Gandalf, like your typical Tolkien esque wizard. He's, yeah, he's he's got yeah. the pointy hat or the guy from Disney's Sword in the Stone. Uh, yeah, yeah, because he's got the long hair and the long beard. He 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 looks like maybe. Like ZZ Top's less successful brother <laughs> uh, got into the occult as a result of not being able to hack it uh, in the band. You know, play 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 hot guitar looks <laughs> like um, she's got legs. Right, right, and he's uh, surrounded by bats. He's coming out of a portal, and um, he's just like, "Are you having a good time reminiscing, Undertaker? Do you think they're resting in peace, fool?" Uh, and then this actually frightens the Undertaker, and he goes. Ah. ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. He says, "Take a closer look," and then inside the portal, we see uh, who I guess is supposed to be the Undertaker's uh, parents, like, and they're sort of writhing in pain on a flamed, uh, drawn pentagram. And like, all right, mm-hmm. help me, help me out here with the Undertaker continuity. At this point, it's been established that the Undertaker's dad is Paul Bearer, right? Right. So who are these and people? Ninety-nine. So I, well, no, no, no. Paul Bearer like took him in because Keynes is half brother. Right. Okay. So. Uh, so yeah. wait. And and Undertaker killed his own parents, or he thought he killed his own parents. Okay. Uh, in a fire, but it turned out that it was like Kane that had. Right. Said All right. It. It's coming back to me like, now. Okay. So Paul Bearer yeah, wasn't yeah. his biological dad. Correct, All right, so correct. this actually can, this is canon, everyone. This is canon. It's so he, he does become sort of his surrogate yeah. father. <laughs> wow, amazing! All right, so moving on. All right, this doesn't uh, sit well with the Undertaker. He says, uh, "Who are you? What have you done?" And then this wizard um, introduces himself as uh, <laughs> Sam Hain, and I know that's not the way it's supposed to be pronounced. Yeah, I don't know it's, how to pronounce uh, it either. I yeah, just kept calling him Sammy Zane. Uh, why not? Um, and he just explains to him that he's like a big time wizard. He's the Lord of the Dead. And for the past 20. What does that even uh, mean? I know, right? I mean, this is all. Like, I mean, Undertaker calls himself the Lord of Darkness. And what right, right. I mean, this is all so generic. I mean, he's the generic looking wizard. Yeah. And why is Undertaker fighting a wizard? Like, why isn't he fighting one of the other wrestlers or somebody? Uh, I, it's okay. We're, we're going to have even more. Why is. Yo, absolutely. Or at least, why doesn't he look more badass, at least? He just looks like, you know, a Disney wizard or something. But uh, but anyway, he basically explains that uh, when it's Halloween, that's basically his night. And he's going to, you know, uh, do something to uh, the souls of Undertaker's parents unless he gives him the Book of the Dead, which they, were, they call the Stygian Book of the Dead. Uh, I guess all this stuff is, I don't know part of Aramaic or occult history or whatever. Well, like the Stygian is the prison in hell. So he wants to become the ruler of the prison in mm-hmm. hell, but to do that, he needs the book of the dead. Right. So Stygian's not the book. <laughs> well, let's okay. see. It says Undertaker. And I know this because at the very end mm. of the book, like after the story has ended, there's a blurb from the publisher that's, that says Stygian is the prison of hell. <laughs> But, all right, I just want to see if, 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 if we can gleam that from his dialogue here. He says, all right. No, we can't. At no, the end, uh, to end their suffering, Undertaker, 
hand me the ruleship of Stygian dash the book of the dead and this will end. <laughs> it doesn't really make any sense. And he says, you have 12 hours and I'll be waiting for you at the site of your parents' death, dead man. And uh, so now we turn the pa page. Oops. And now we are in like a suburban sort of neighborhood. And uh, it's a small town in Texas, home of Oscar and Billy Pringle. And they prepare to go out uh, trick-or-treating. Their parents uh, say, hey, you better stay away from the funeral home at the end of the street because I guess... Now, did you catch the little um, wink-wink that they threw in here with this Percy Texas and Billy and Oscar Pringle? Uh, I See, I thought that... I thought that... Pringle well, was the last name of Paul Bear, but I looked it up and it's not. So who, because it's sort of, it did ring a bell, but why don't you tell me? So Percy Pringle, if I remember correctly, is the name that Paul Bearer used uh, before he came to WWE. That's what it is. Ah, see, I knew, I knew something was going on there. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of. It was a nice little mm -hmm, nod. Right, uh, to wrestling fans. And uh, yeah, so basically uh, one of the kids is dressed like a soldier and the other one's dressed like a boxer. And maybe you could assume that it's Rocky. And uh, they go out um, and of course, immediately, the one who's dressed like a soldier, uh, that's Oscar. And he's like, hey, we're gonna go to the funeral home. And the other one doesn't want to and he tells them to stop. Right, and, her, and their mom told them not mm -hmm. to go there because of what happened last year and that the stories yeah. are true. Do we find out what these stories are? No, no, no. Um, well, I mean, I just assume they're talking about the time, uh, you know, Kane, what did he, he had, he had sex with like a corpse or something. Didn't that happen in the aggression era? No, 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 no. Triple H. Uh, oh, it was the corpse of Kitty. <laughs> oh, the, the head of WWE. He yeah. All right, man. I don't know how you keep all this stuff straight, but it's a good thing you're here. Uh, so anyway, Oscar <laughs> tells his brother to stop being a pussy. We're going to go there anyway. I don't know why these kids would want to go there because, I mean, there's no candy. No one's daring them to go there. Uh, I guess they just want to go there just to see if the stories are true. You know, I would assume much like us, they want to be known for their sports <laughs> as well. <laughs> there it is again. Uh, so they go to the door and they knock on it and very uh, and basically Paul Bearer answers it. And again, we get the well, well, wait, let me see. I used to be able to do a good Paul Bearer. Like he's been gone for so long. Well, 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 what do we have here? Come on in, boys. We'll see if Uncle Paul has some treats for you in the kitchen. Uh, what do you think about the Paul Bearer here? Um, I mean, uh, probably should have been a little bit more yeah, pale. True. Uh, to make it a little bit more accurate. But other other than that, I mean, I thought it was pretty decent. <laughs> it looks like, uh, yeah, big time pedo vibes going on here. But uh, yeah, pretty pretty accurate. Yeah. Uh, moving on. So now we're back with the Undertaker. He shows up. <laughs> <laughs> the ruins of the place where his uh, parents uh, died. I guess his former child. By the way, I, 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 Steve, why these pumpkins? What are they doing there? Because this isn't a pumpkin patch. <laughs> Nobody lives here. There's just like 15 random pumpkins on top of this rubble. And these are fresh it's pumpkins. It's there to so remind us what's going that on? it's Halloween, I guess. Um, I guess and so. uh, Undertaker uh, pulls up in his hearse and he exits on the passenger side for some reason 
And I was just like, does he have somebody in there driving for him? And I guess that question is answered uh, on the next page, which we'll get to in a minute. So uh, Undertaker steps out of the passenger side and goes, Samahane, or whatever his name is, show your rotten carcass. <laughs> and then we get an, over here, dead man. And he goes, what? And then we turn the page. And there he is, uh, the wizard again. He just, he's coming out of a portal yet again. And this time he's got this sort of army of weird, naked bat creatures. Uh, and he says, right. give me the book. And Undertaker says, this shall never be yours. Release their souls before I feed your rotting carcass to the maggots. Why did he bring the yeah. book? I love it how he just... <laughs> if he doesn't want him to have it, why did he Yeah, bring yeah. It? I mean, if anything, he, Undertaker should have been like, no. Go buy your own copy at Barnes and Noble or check out your local library. And, um, <laughs> and so uh, Sammy Hain, he says, uh, have it your way. Capture him. Ooh, capture him. I mean, mm. you should have at least ordered like the bat creatures to like rip them apart or something. Uh, and here's another sort of little uh, hidden gem, um, if you want to call it that, for wrestling fans. Outcomes, what, although they're never really identified as, it's, it's the brood. It's uh, it's Gangrel, the brood. Yeah, uh, Edge, yeah, sure. and Christian. Uh, very, I mean, I guess they're... They didn't want to pay the brood. I guess. <laughs> um, and so, and this is weird. They completely kind of gloss over the battle here between the bat creatures and, uh, and the brood and Undertaker. And all we see is... <laughs> Um, Sammy Hain using his magic to make the, I mean, it really looks like the Necronomicon to me, but I was just going to say yeah, the same thing. He uses his magic to make, to basically steal the book while one of the bat creatures, uh, just sort of nibbles on the undertaker's arm and he just, the undertaker just goes, uh, no. And, uh, then the, the wizard goes, yes. <laughs> and, uh, and then he tells his minions, pick him up. We can use him. And it's like, use him for what? Like, what? What, what do you think they're gonna? Uh, you know, make, make, make him do appearances, <laughs> sign autographs, cameos, uh, or what's that? Um. Yeah, yeah. Maybe this wizard's got a uh, church that he wants oh. to sign, and Mark can uh, come and talk about his uh, religious. Views. There you go. Uh, so turning the page, we are now back into the uh, the mortuary, and uh, Paul Bearer is uh, trying to. <laughs> get the boys to go back to the kitchen to get some crab cakes uh, or no, not crab cakes, grab some cakes. Uh, and yeah. um, of course they're like, Oh no, we don't want to do that. And um, they kick him in the shin and run away, you know, classic sort of little boy trope, if you will. And Paul Bear is like, you'll regret that you brats. And he pulls a nearby lever, uh, locking them inside. Um, and then, <laughs> I like the flames coming out of Paul Bearer's eyes here on the next page. Right. And, like, I, I was confused. Are they actually coming out, or is this just for... Is he right. I mean, or is this just supposed to be, like, for artistic flair, just to be like, oh, yeah. He's, yeah. He That's the die. thing, is they're never really clear on the rules for this world. Um, I mean, right. prior to this issue, I had no idea that The Undertaker had magical powers. I just thought he was a good, dead zombie wrestler. But, uh... Yeah, no, he can, he can, well, we have had seen him use lightning in WWE before. Uh, when, point. when did that happen? How, oh, dude, there's been a I mean, I know it has, I was just wondering if he knew exactly, but that's okay. Um, uh, I, I mean, it, during the Attitude Era several times, I just can't, like, recall. Right, I mean, and he now, used to, I remember he would, like, how, 
Well, of course, like he and Kane would come out, put their arms down, and the flames would shoot out of the ring. So there you go. Well, that's only King. <laughs> oh, only King did that. Only King does that. I mean, when he and Undertaker teamed up, they would do it together. Right, but right, right. Basically, Undertaker is just pantomiming with Kane is the one with the actual firepower. Don't be a fucking moron. <laughs> Jesus. Thanks for setting me straight Anyways, there. Um, no problem. Uh, you know, the Undertaker, the man behind the Undertaker, Mark Cowley, he would like to set lots of people straight. <laughs> I bet uh, through conversion oh, therapy. Oh, I uh, mean, I could just see him in the, the prison. You know, those old scared straight documentaries. Oh my god. <laughs> he would he'd be good yeah, at that, I, I, I bet. That too. Uh he would be until you hear like his hip implant like you know, like uh making creaking sounds as he's walking by trying to intimidate <laughs> the prisoners. But uh yeah, he uh I don't remember him however shooting lightning or any sort of plasma based <laughs> energy from his hands <laughs> in WWE, which is what's happening. Right, here. right. Well we'll uh we'll get to it. So the kids try to leave. Uh, Paul Bear laughs, and I, I thought this was kind of a, just a funny sort of lame, but still so bad it's good kind of line. He just goes, got you now, boys. The only place you're going is straight to hell. Just like every year when The Undertaker is away on his hiatus. Like, what? why did he add that? Yeah, it's so weird. It's like, we know The Undertaker's really I mean, on vacation. Uh well, the weird thing is, like, then he says, like, this is the only chance I get from you. Recruits. Yeah, they're really, However, yeah, they're really trying to hammer down that Halloween is like the special time, I guess, where the bad guys get a chance to, you know, do stuff that they don't get to normally do, I guess. But it doesn't make any sense because, like, he's like, okay, this is the only chance I get to do this because Undertaker is not here. Right. However, Undertaker is maybe home two days a week <laughs> at this point because he's traveling constantly <laughs> with the WWE. So you've got five days a week to uh, get new recruits. And then, I, I know I'm getting like a page or two ahead of ourselves, but then he tries to kill these kids anyways. So right. well, he's not really like acquiring new recruits here anyway. No, no, it doesn't, uh, doesn't make any sense. I mean, unless he's trying to take their souls. Uh, but uh, anyway, the kids continue to, to run. Okay. They narrowly escape Paul Bear's grasp. And now we turn the page and we are back uh in what i guess is the the dungeon of uh, one semi hane and uh who is the undertaker shackled next to but one mankind and mr Sacco. so you know this is part of the chaos comics w wwe shared universe and um he's in there talking to mr Sacco. Uh, undertaker comes to and he's like, oh, where am i what are you doing here fool like so do you think they knew each other prior to this or well, what, what's going on I, I'm here? I'm not even sure that the Undertaker's a wrestler in this. <laughs> like they never mentioned him wrestling. They, the WWE is never mentioned. Right. Right. Uh, so, so I don't know if, if this is like separate from the WWE continuity. So, uh, ma yeah, ma Mankind at says, hold on. I have a question for you. And, uh, he asks him, how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck woodchuck wood? I mean, which, I don't know, sounds like something that McFoley would have asked. Um, and I, that angers Undertaker. He says, release me now. And Mankind says, all right, but you owe me one. And uh, this next panel, the third panel, I thought 
Mr. Sacco was chewing through the chain, which would have been hilarious. But no, it's way dumber than that. He just picks up, Mankind just picks up a big bone and smashes Undertaker's shackles. No problem. No, no problem yeah. at all. By the way, uh, un- Mankind is shackled too. Why didn't Mankind just use the bone on his own shackles? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. And what are these shackles made out of? Something weaker than bone? Like, I'm very confused. <laughs> uh, the uh, the Monty brothers uh, don't understand, like, uh, metallurgical properties, I guess. Yeah, apparently not. Um, so M- Mankind says that they're in Semahane's, uh palace, and he's upstairs, and uh, he asks them to team up, but the Undertaker, he's just such a, such a lone wolf. He's like, nah, forget it. I have to settle this myself. And uh, then we're back in the mortuary with the kids, and they are now in sort of like the, uh, you know, the place where... This is very Jurassic Park trying to get away from the raptor. Oh, yeah, Uh, absolutely. Um, And they're in like the the laboratory area where Paul Bear um, presumably does the the embalming on the corpses and stuff that come in. So uh, they hide in a casket... And then Paul Bear is like, oh, you thought it was safe to hide in the casket? Uh, it's not. It's a crematorium. And basically he shoves the kids uh, with the casket in it into, you know, a furnace with the flames and stuff. And the kids yell, no, somebody help us. Like, and at this point, you know, uh, I'm sure much like myself, you're thinking to yourself, hmm, I'm, you're, you're waiting for the undertaker to, like, take care of whatever's going on in the A plot show up here in the uh, the B plot but um, well we'll get back to that in a second uh, now we're back in the palace and uh, I, I mean I actually think that's a pretty awesomely drawn like palace there as uh, Undertaker yeah I totally agree man like I, honestly like this guy is a really good mm-hmm. artist it's just the faces like is the one thing that like um, he's maybe not the greatest at but uh, I mean certainly much better than me right but, um, and I would I, I yeah I mean this and there's a really cool shot earlier I meant to point it out when we meet Billy and what's his face from like overhead, like, um, like, like if we're watching it from the ceiling. Of the oh, there room. it is. And yeah. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah, And that looked really cool. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so this guy is definitely like not a bad artist. Anymore. Right. I mean, you could tell much like a lot of, uh, comic companies in the, uh, the nineties that chaos was all about the art and not so much the story. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, but this but this guy's good, and you know one thing I really like about his art too, and you and I we've talked about this when we've reviewed other comics from the '90s is, you know, I mean I think the colors definitely make you think, oh, this is a comic from the '90s, mm-hmm. but the art itself not quite so much. Like you don't see like a lot of the tropes, you know, like like the pouches, <laughs> shoulder pads, prone, right? Well, uh, crazy amount of lines for like detail. Sure, you know? I think uh, I mean according to Wikipedia. Chaos Comics definitely consider themselves uh, very sort of horror-inspired, and this definitely feels like sort of like 70s Marvel like horror comic uh, to me, uh, instead of like, you know, Rob Liefeld image, like sort of extreme 90s style. Um, but uh, yeah. so, yeah, Undertaker, he basically penetrates the fortress, and uh, Mankind uh, comes up, uh, or actually you just see Sako at first, and it's, it says, oh, Undertaker. And uh, the next page is actually, I guess, a, a poster of uh, the Undertaker sitting on the Undertaker throne, uh, looking all scary. And th- this this poster makes me wish that um, they would have, like, li- uh, Midway would have licensed 
you know Undertaker from WWE to put him as like the sh- in place of Shao Kahn. Oh like, yeah. Oh that MK2 like that would have been fun. Yeah, because uh, this is actually a pretty cool shot, man. And this is my favorite Undertaker as far as like his character stuff when he was uh, the Ministry of Darkness in the Attitude Era, where it was more like, uh, yeah, he's just he is a guy, but he's a guy that's really into like this dark stuff. Right. And, yeah, even though like it's not real, like it's real to him, so that like makes him like feel be more. Yeah, bad. he's a like uh, I really like this Undertaker. Yeah, I agree. He's a chaos magician, <laughs> basically. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so then we see our only wrestling move in the entire comic and that is uh, mankind puts the mandible claw on uh, the undertaker he shoves Sako right down his uh, gullet and then just out of nowhere a, a trap door opens from above and a bunch of snakes fall on to mankind and the undertaker <laughs> that's just so random like this is just the most random writing uh and uh yeah they sort of continue to battle or, or i think it's just there to act as like a diversion to make mankind uh, busy so the undertaker can once again grab a large bone man they're really into like uh large bones and uh move on actually it's a stick that's what it is so he enters like this sort of like temple area of the of uh, the palace Semahane is in there with the Book of the Dead uh, doing like a, um, uh, what do you want to call it? Casting a spell, more or less. And the Undertaker's like, uh, the conjuration of the fire god. He must not complete the ritual. And uh, he goes... Yeah, and like this fire god thing just like kind of suddenly came out of nowhere. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, there's there's like zero story, zero backstory going on here. It's just sort of random stuff happening. And speaking of random, what happens next is completely random and uh, unfilling almost in a Halloween ends sort of fashion. Uh, Undertaker says, my only chance, he grabs his spiky stick and hurls it at uh, Sam Hain, and it impales him, like, right through the chest, basically. So, like, you yeah. know, I kept waiting. I was like, when is this going to turn into a wrestling match? When are we going to get to see The Undertaker, like, do a tombstone, like, put this wizard <laughs> through, a, <laughs> through the mat, like, uh, put him down for the <laughs> count? But we never get that. I'm so disappointed. But um, anyway, I mean, did you have anything else to add to that? No, no, I was surprised that they had Undertaker uh, just kill this guy, mm-hmm. uh, basically like right. that. The fire god thing just kind of comes out of nowhere. But, but the, the thing is, is that as ridiculous as that is, it's about to get more ridiculous. Uh, sure but is. we turn the page and now we're with uh, Kane shows up and saves the kids. And uh, I guess this is at a time when Kane was uh, a face. Um, but that Kane, that rendering of Kane there looks pretty awesome, wouldn't you say? Yeah, 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 for sure. And, and this is when Kane was all juiced up to the gills before he became vegetarian. And, uh, <laughs> certainly looks like it here. Um, but anyway, yeah. he we don't see him, like, dispatch with Paul Bear. He just sort of shows up, rips the top of the coffin off, and yells at Oscar and Billy and tells them to leave. And, uh, and they do. And uh, now we're back with um, The Undertaker, and old Semihane, he's not dead yet. He says, you should have killed me when I, oh no, I should have killed you when I had the chance. Man, this is just the most basic dialogue you could possibly get. Yeah, very generic. Um, yeah. And now he goes, 
now you die. And he shoots like, I don't know, this green, green mist. Once again, the great mood is green mist <laughs> plays into a comic book we're reading. <laughs> uh, it's actually more like power or plasma, whatever you want to call it. He shoots it at the Undertaker. Yeah. Undertaker goes, ah! And uh, old Gandalf here says, now we shall end this for good. And uh, then the Undertaker goes, you're right, wizard. And he points his hand at uh, the wizard here. And for the first time ever, uh, we see that Undertaker has magical powers. Why didn't he just use it at the beginning of the comic, you hell? Uh, that's exactly what I was about to say, Steve. <laughs> uh, I guess we wouldn't have had a story then. Um, yeah. You're right. And that is that yeah, maybe some kind of explanation about how he can only use it at certain times yeah. or maybe it's very taxing, you know, anything would have been yeah, anything uh, or maybe what's his face had cast a spell where he couldn't. You know, I, I mean, there's so many right, like, other ways and there's so many panels here without dialogue. Mm -hmm. You could have easily fit it. In. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty poor direction on the Monte Monty brothers uh, behalf. Um, and I just wonder, I'm like, man, how could the WWE sign off on this? I mean, there, as I said, there was only one wrestling move in the whole book, and it was done by Mankind, who's not even the title character. It just, uh, But anyway, it's going to get more ridiculous here. Uh, so I guess Sam Hain is defeated. And it's weird. You think that if that... All right, so that last panel on the previous page where Undertaker is shooting his plasma blast or whatever you call it at the wizard... If that's like the death blow, you'd think that the next page would be like a big splash of like him like writhing in pain, like grabbing his heart or something. But no, no, he's just he's done for. That's it. He's just gone. Yeah. And so the Undertaker um, walks away and he sees his uh, parents, I guess their soul sort of writhing in the fires of hell. And he's like, mother of father. And now you are free. And then out of nowhere, this like massive uh, demon shows up. Or are we to assume? I, I guess this is the fire god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. We can assume that it's the fire god. He tells Undertaker that he ruined every. <laughs> I like this. When, it, when he shows up, Undertaker just goes, huh? <laughs> it's just so stupid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When he punches him home. Yeah. And then um, he says, you ruined everything. Uh, the fire god, I guess, punches Undertaker in the back, which is a really sort of weird yeah. looking. Don't set him on fire. No, anymore. no, no. Good, huh? Yeah, of course. And then uh, Undertaker grabs he the demon by the neck and he goes, look into the eyes of the Reaper and know that I am the Lord of Darkness and uses his like lightning powers to like uh, sort of suck the life force. I mean, I don't know how a demon has a life force, but sucks the demon's energy out of his body and he just sort of withers away yeah. and dies. Actually, you know, see, now that I'm looking at this, is this the wizard? Yeah, I mean, I was... Because he's like wearing a Oh, hat. yeah, it shows up so out of nowhere at the end there. Uh, it's... So the wizard had turned into this fiery god. So which one is his true form? The wizard or the demon thing here? So it seems like, okay, <laughs> I think this is what happened. Undertaker gave him the big blast. Mm -hmm. Thought he like had taken him out, freeze his parents. But in the meantime, the wizard turned into the fire demon god thing. Mm -hmm. And then this is when Undertaker like finally, finally. Because, yeah, we see in the next couple panels, like, he's turned back into the wizard. Right, right, right. You can see he's, like, lying there where it says rumble. Uh, I guess the, the Monty brothers are just too deep for us. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, uh, so anyway, wizard fire god thing uh, is uh, defeated, and uh, Undertaker and Mankind uh, walk towards the camera as like there's like this huge blast thing going on behind them, and um, Mankind is going mmm beefy ha 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 ha. I guess that's supposed to be an homage to their ravioli commercials that they used to do. Yeah, the the, the beef beef chef uh, mm-hmm. beef ravioli. And, uh, and then the Undertaker thinks to himself, uh, one more task is uh, at hand, and it's finished. And I'm thinking, oh, he's going to go. I mean, I don't know how we would know, but I'm still thinking he's going to show up uh, back at the mortuary and maybe, like, you know, knock Paul Bearer around or something like that. Nope. The last panel is a splash page of the Undertaker uh, now with new clothes on um, because in the previous panel – all of his stuff was ripped mm-hmm. up from the battle. Uh, he's kneeling over his parents' grave, and it says, rest in peace. And he's using his magical lightning thing, I guess, to set his parents' yeah. soul uh, at ease. So I guess his parents weren't free earlier when he said, you're free now. <laughs> I guess now they're free. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just like had them in his energy <laughs> thing. Another thing. Uh, it, it almost feels like a different person drew this last. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's got like, or maybe like, someone else inked it or something. I don't know, man. Like the muscles look very. They, you know what? They look like synthol injections. <laughs> have you ever seen somebody that gets like those synthol muscle injections? I have not. I have not. Oh my god! Look it up. <laughs> Basically, they look like balls like this. Uh, <laughs> people get like inject synthol into their. Um, bodies to make it look like they have muscles and always looks like shit. Wow. Um, well. Uh... Anyway. Uh, are you ready to render your yeah, verdict? Yeah, this just looks very, very strange. Even the hat looks different than the way it was drawn earlier. So, so I really wonder if somebody else. Yeah, it's this. really weird and smooth. There's like less detail. It's like, it's just like a circle and a, uh, what's that? Uh, and then another circle. I, I don't know. It almost looks like it was rendered by a computer. <laughs> it, it's almost like they realized at the last second. Oh shit, we're one page short. Right. And they got somebody uh, walking by to draw. Right, right, right. Well, wow. Uh, let, let me see if there's anything else to make fun of after this. I think it's just. Uh, there is. Uh, Did you read the little blurb uh, on the Enter the World of Undertaker? Um, the most mysterious being ever to leap from the top rope of the World Wrestling Federation has now entered the world of Chaos Comics. And this new. This is talking about the monthly series because. This Halloween special is just a special. It's just a one and done. Yeah, yeah. And boy, is it special. Yeah, yeah, I'll say. And uh, Sounds like Undertaker is uh, rolling over there at your place. Oh, God, I know. I never, I hate living in the city. Uh, Come on, people. (laughs) Throw money at my PayPal or my comics so I can move out of here. Uh, So, yeah, it says in this new monthly full-color series, you will learn the secrets of The Undertaker that the WWF couldn't tell you. He's not that they it's not that the WWF doesn't want to tell you. Yeah, he wouldn't allow it. (laughs) He used his like dark something. He used the power of God to keep them from uh, from telling it. Is the Book of the Dead preventing the WWF from telling you? Um, all the secrets. Apparently, a Chaos Comics isn't beholden to the power of the Book of the Dead, so they can tell you the truth. <laughs> and remember, in hell, you can trust no one. Don't don't forget about that. So, and it says he has come to claim his rightful place. He being the Undertaker, pronouns pal, uh, <laughs> as Vince McMahon would say, as the rightful ruler of Hell's prison, Stygian, a place so bad 
The devil won't visit. <laughs> oh, uh, a lot of unpack. So is the Undertaker like braver, tougher than the devil? I, I mean, like, what's the? I mean, I do you think know. the devil could ride a Harley to the ring? Yeah, hell, I, I don't think so. I would assume he can, Steve, being the <laughs> devil. But you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe that's not his uh, his, his vehicle, his um, recreational vehicle of choice. Mm. Yeah, maybe he's one of those like weird backwards tricycle guys. But uh, yeah, the weird thing here mm, is yeah. that is the Undertaker a heel or a face? But I guess since it's the Attitude Era, everyone's you know a cool heel or you know whatever. It must be really confusing to to write for the Undertaker, at least in the ongoing series. And, and dude, this last tagline, it's so awkwardly worded, and I think I know why. So they say, remember, in hell, you can trust no mm -hmm. one. And I don't know if you remember, Steve Austin, one of his catchphrases was, don't trust anyone. Right. So clearly they were like, I'm sure somebody, like, at first they were like, remember, you, you can't trust anyone, was probably what they had, like, originally. And somebody at WWE would say, hey, man, that's that's awesome. So you can't <laughs> right. change that. Right. Wow. And so rather than just take it out, they're like, okay, we'll just reward it very fucking often. <laughs> There's one more page here where you can order directly from Chaos Comics uh, the Stone Cold Steve Austin and Mankind comics. Um, and so, you know, feel free to screen grab that, you hell, because I know you're going to want to order your own comic. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't feel like, I don't, I don't feel comfortable sending my credit card number to find <laughs> place. All right, you ready to render your verdict on this sucker? Yes, All please, right. let's do it. All right, uh, Dark Lord Velasquez, do you think that the Undertaker Halloween special should be tossed into the void of obscurity, never to be heard from again, or should it be remembered for all of human history? I say toss it. Um, it's not very well written as we've talked about. It's barely written, nothing makes sense. There's nothing, the art's pretty good uh, for sure, but there's nothing particularly interesting other than that uh, to me. What say you? Steve? Oh, I agree 100%. Like this is why a lot of people uh, used to frown on licensed comics because I mean, this, I remember we also did that episode on ALF, and it's just like one of those where people just sort of, the ALF comic book, that is, and it's obvious they just sort of strung together a really, like, loose plot and was like, ah, oh, we don't need right. to write a good story because everyone already knows The Undertaker, and they're just going to throw their, throw their money at it because of The Undertaker. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, an insult to licensed comics for sure. And it definitely deserves to be tossed into the void of obscurity, never to be heard from again. So here it comes. The heathens have spoken. You are obliterated. Hmm, I think The Undertaker would have enjoyed that, uh, that bumper. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, probably. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or actually, no, he's you're, he's too Christian now. He probably wouldn't like it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Well, uh, that is our show. That is the Undertaker Halloween special uh, number one. <laughs> check. 
check your local quarter bins if you want yourself a copy. I don't know why you would. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to read another WWE comic again, at least not one from Chaos Comics, that's for sure. Uh, anything yeah, else to add, uh, Mr. Velasquez, before we sign off for today? No, um, I'm pretty good. <laughs> uh, well, as I, uh, no, I, I would say that was, uh, that was, uh, I mean, I didn't like the Alf comic either, mm-hmm. but this is probably the worst comic. Story. Hey, someone showed up Detroit retro gamer. Uh, welcome. Welcome to the end of the show. Hey. Ah, with the coffin emoji. How yes, oh, well done there. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, we're just signing off now. <laughs> I mean, if there's anything we can uh, riff about, I mean, we already. <laughs> I guess we should have saved that Halloween review for the end. Um, but oh, yeah, I know what yeah. we can tell them. Uh, so next week we're going to be looking at the original "Are You Afraid of the Dark" uh, pilot. So make sure you show up for that. Uh, and of course, if you want to uh, support Reptilian Media and especially this show, you could always uh, buy some comics. Uh, my comic, Escape to Earth number one. There'll be a link in the description on where you can purchase it. And of course, I'll be running the cinematic trailer for it uh, before we sign off here. Or if comic books aren't your thing, you can uh, always donate on uh, PayPal. Did, did you want to take the other stuff? Like you normally do. Oh, and if you want to uh, keep in touch with what's going on with uh, us or Reptilian Media in general, just uh, look for at Reptilian Media on you know Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, obviously, you're either here on YouTube or Twitch, so you knew how to find us well there. Done. Or maybe not. Maybe you're just listening uh, on a podcast. And that's fine. However uh, way you want to get your obscure fix, we support it. We support it. Yeah, however, whatever gets your... <laughs> Yeah. Whatever gets your magical plasma blast going, we support it. <laughs> there you go. I'm bringing it back. Yeah. Um, all right, then. Well, uh, have a happy uh, Halloween, even though we'll still have one more episode before Halloween comes. And uh, we'll see you next Sunday as we continue to discuss even more obscure media only on Obscurity Now. Oh, I, I missed the... There it is. I'm Bye. A weird, weird day. My name's Adam. Where I'm from, I'm known as the Zero Thief. Depending on who you ask, some might say I'm the best thief. But believe it or not, even the best screws up every once in a while. And that's what I did, and I had to make a fast getaway. I ended up crash landing on this bizarre planet. Turns out, I didn't get away fast enough. These winged freaks followed me here. It's just us here, Zero Thief, on this empty backwards planet. So start talking, either to me or my way. Okay, okay, I do have something to tell you. It's about the planet. It's not that empty. <laughs> Come on, man, I thought you were gonna die. Now, Chris, cut me loose, behind you. Whoa! I thought I was done for. It was gonna be a light snack for a snarling creature. But then, she showed up, riding on the back of one of those monsters like it was nothing. And with a wave of her hand, the other razor-toothed beast just stomped away. I'd never seen anyone like her before in my life. I thought I'd say something clever. Thanks, uh, have you seen my ship? 
She gave me a look that said more than words ever could, because I think she was trying to read my mind or something. And from there, things just got even weirder. Escape to Earth. 36 pages of insane dinosaur action. Issue 1, available now at reptilianmedia.bigcartel.com. Featuring a variant cover by Sean Forney. Act now while supplies last. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Now.